It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Who's our favorite team? All right, what do we say? Let's go, Cavs. This is Caps PA announcer Wes Johnson, and you're listening to Book the Puck! Hello, and welcome to a new edition of What the Puck, a podcast about your 2018 Stanley Cup champions, the Washington Capitals. Now, as you can tell, this is no normal show. Not just because the regular season is upon us, but because your eardrums have not been shattered by my co-host's usual intro. Brandon is unable to join us tonight as he is a little under the weather. Wishing him, of course, a speedy recovery, as well as you, listener, as you are stuck with me for this particular edition. Now, let's get right into it. The 2023-24 season is almost upon us, and after a disappointing showing last year, The Caps are back this Friday in their home opener, which I imagine means that everybody in attendance will get probably a scheduled magnet because this team has no creativity. Or is it across the league? I feel like it's a thing I'm seeing more and more where everybody's like, we're going to give you a scheduled magnet. And did like professional sports forgotten that cell phones exist or the fact that you can just plug your team schedule, which I just learned slash realized that I can do. 
you can put it right into your phone. Like I get notifications. I actually would love to turn that particular part off, but I get notifications whenever there's a Capitals game coming up. I also get it for Arsenal Football Club, greatest team in England, in the world, I should say. Anyways, I completely lost track of what we were talking about. Uh, Caps open against Pittsburgh on Friday at home. Now this season is promising to be either really exciting with a still the second oldest team in the league on average age. But we got a lot of young guys coming up. We got a rookie head coach in the NHL, that is, in terms of being a head coach. It's a really exciting opportunity this team's got here, or it's going to be a massive dumpster fire. It's one or the other. Either way, there's going to be plenty to talk about this season. Now, let's start with what the final roster is after, I would say, a pretty solid training camp. I don't think anything was... um, I don't think there was anything that was sort of too crazy that came out of training camp. You know, I think things kind of built up, but there were definitely a few surprises, admittedly, including a player that I didn't even realize the Caps had signed over the summer. But, uh, you know, I get I get pretty busy. For those who know me, I get pretty busy in the summer with my life outside of, of this show. Uh, but let's get right into it as we have what I thought was two pretty big surprises in both Matthew Phillips, the 5'7", 140 pounds Matthew Phillips, the uh, winger, and Lucas Johansson, the defenseman, has been with the Caps organization for, I think, was it seven years now he's been a part of this organization. They have both made the opening night roster. So congratulations to both of them. I know, you know for, for Lucas Johansson, this is a big thing. Like He finally has made that opening night roster. And not only has he made the opening night roster, but it looks like he's playing. Right now, he's in the second pairing, uh, on the second pairing defenseman with Nick Jensen. So it's not just a matter of hey, you're you're going to come up here and you're going to hang out. He's going to get some minutes. And going up against Pittsburgh, given they did lose, uh, at least in their opening game, I think they put another one. I don't remember, but he's going to get some minutes. But let's get into to Matthew Phillips as well. This is a guy who was with Calgary for a number of years, never really got an opportunity. Not a Calgary Flames supporter fan, so I can't say as to whether he deserved it or not, but never really got that opportunity. Looks like he's probably going to get that opportunity in D.C. He has made the opening night roster, but looking at the lineups or the lines that they've been running in practice, at least over the last two days, looks like he might be that 13th forward right now. So we'll have to wait and see on Friday before the game in terms of uh, what the opportunities will be for him in terms of is he going to make that uh is he going to make the roster so he can get a sweater on Friday night against Pittsburgh? It actually would be rather poetic if he got one on Monday, the 16th, against Calgary. But more on that to come. But like I said, Matthew Phillips, Lucas Johansson, very great opportunity for these two guys to get onto a team that is not rebuilding but retooling, I think is what we've all been saying over the summer and last season, that this is a retooling roster. We don't really know what to expect from this team there's a lot of different variables a lot of different things have to fall into place for this team to make the playoffs or even make a playoff run and there's a lot of different opportunities that they have here but they are in a very stacked division we'll get to that in a moment but let's look at the lineup right now we've got top line as of practice uh as of thursday recording this on thursday uh, late afternoon early evening We've got a first line, I will call the geriatric line, in Alex Ovechkin on the left, Nicholas Backstrom, and TJ Oshie on the right. And I'd like to know over under on how many games 
these guys are all going to be in the lineup. Not necessarily on the same line, but how many games are they actually all going to play at the same time? Because as we've seen, TJ Oshi, you know, he's getting older. Is uh, I would say his body's breaking down per se, but from a from a professional sports angle and how strong and how developed and how uh, much they put on their bodies in professional sports. Oshis is just not necessarily able to take an 82-game season, so we'll see what happens there. Maybe playing on that top line can help because teams have to focus on Ovechkin and a, and a not newly healthy per se, but a guy who got a full you know workout in the offseason as opposed to surgery and a full training camp starting the regular season in Nicholas Backstrom. So does that help Oshie? Then again, he's also going up against the other team's top checking line or top line and their top defenseman. So that's certainly something that he's going to have to be aware of as well. But you know what? Knock on wood, the Oshie gets to play a fair amount of games. Um, I'm hoping for somewhere between 65 and 70 games would be great. I think I'm being optimistic, but I hope he proves me wrong because I think he's he was a great addition to this team. I think he's one of those guys who's there's going to be conversations about once he retires in terms of what he can still do with the organization. And I'd say Jersey number retirement, but Bondra and Kolzik still haven't gotten up there. So I'm, you know, I'm holding out hopes that Oshie might have the opportunity, but I feel like those guys got to get it first. And I don't know what's going on there. Second line. We got Connor McMichael, Yevgeny Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson. I am excited to see McMichael play with those guys. I think after what was arguably for him, a disappointing start, to last season in Washington, getting to go down to Hershey and play as well as he did, uh, doing as well as he did all the way to the Calder Cup Finals and winning it, I think was not only a great mental boost for him, but it gave him an opportunity to continue to develop his game. I think he's here to stay on the Capitals, and I think it's it's exciting for him to play on the wing with a center like Kuznetsov, who all eyes are on him. If, 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 except for Ovechkin with going after Gretzky's record, everyone is going to be wondering, what are we going to get from Evgeny Kuznetsov this season? Are we going to get 2018 Kuznetsov, or are we going to get the last few seasons of Kuznetsov, who looked a little bit disinterested, wasn't playing as hard as he probably could have, but was also put into a system that didn't really fit his playing style. And so it's hard to say as to whether that was really his fault or not. So it... it Obviously, it's his fault to an extent. He's a professional athlete, and you play the way the coach wants you to play. But, you know, could he have done better? Yes. Was it the best system for him? Not at all. So we'll see what we get from him with under uh, Spencer Carberry and his system. And then you've got Tom Wilson, who Brandon likes to say is the next captain of the Washington Capitals. I am inclined to agree with him. If not him, it's going to be John Carlson. It's one of those two guys. But I think that's a great opportunity for McMichael. I think Wilson can go out there and play his game. And then Kuznetsov has got two guys that he can feed the puck to. As well as I'd love to see him shoot more. I feel like during the 2018 uh, Cup run, he, he he put the puck on net. I have to go back and look at the stats. Maybe this is not entirely true at all. But I feel like I remember him putting the puck on net a bit more than we've seen recently. And maybe that was part of the instruction. Maybe that wasn't what was asked of him. Uh, but I want to see him put the puck on net more. I think between McMichael and Wilson, you've got guys that will get to the front of the net, make some plays. And I think this, this is the second line that's really exciting. And I think once you get past these first two lines in with the forwards, you run into some question marks. And that's just not to say um, that they won't be good. That is to say that we just don't know what to expect because we haven't necessarily seen this before. Now, we saw the resurgence, if you will, in Sonny Milano last season, earned himself a new contract with the Capitals. Dylan Strom came over, did quite well, definitely earned himself a new contract with the Capitals. And then Alexi Protis has been skating with them. And 
we'll see if that continues to be the case again. We're recording on Thursday, so we don't know what things are going to look like on Friday. But that has been the lineup for the last two weeks. And I'm sorry, two weeks, the last two days of practice. And so I fully expect that to be the case going into Friday's game against Pittsburgh. I, th- I think the third line is going to be Milano, Strom, and Protus. I think they have a lot um, of opportunities here to make something happen. I think Milano came in after, I, I would say surprisingly not earning himself a contract out in Anaheim. He came in and, you know, was with Hershey for a little bit, but he came in and he played his way into that new contract. I think he did really well. I think he and Strom have become a good partnership. Uh, two-thirds of a line. And then Alexi Protus is a guy who definitely has earned a spot here in D.C. He works really hard. He's only 22 years old. I mean, these are all younger guys that definitely have an opportunity to do something here, and I'm excited to see what this third line looks like. I'm a little surprised that Protus is on the third line and not Phillips, considering Phillips skated with Milano and Strom during the preseason. Unless I'm just mixing up my guys whose last name starts with the letter P. But I believe Phillips is with Milano and Strom a bit. And Carver even commented on how he likes playing with them. I believe Strom commented on like playing with Phillips, but it looks like it's Milano, Strom, and Protus at least going into game one. And then you have your fourth line of Beck Mallinson, who I, I still think would have stayed with the Capitals had he not gotten hurt early last season. He would have been with the Caps for the entire regular season. He got hurt, didn't play for a while, came back, got sent down to Hershey, did quite well there. And so he's going to get another opportunity to, to stake his claim as a member of the Washington Capitals. I fully expect him to do that. He's on the left wing, Nick down in the middle, and then Anthony Mantha or Matthew Phillips will be on the right wing of that fourth line. Now, one of those names is rather surprising in terms of his salary or his cap hit, I should say, in Anthony Mantha playing on that fourth line. That's $5.7 million on your fourth line. That is a gigantic freaking problem. And the problem right now, aside from the fact that they are wasting that much money on the fourth line, when that money can be used for, I mean, $5.7 million, you need to be in the top six. Playing on that fourth line, that is nowhere near good enough. It almost looked like he was going to be the 13th forward at one point. But Anthony Mantha is a, a salary cap. He is he's the, the elephant in the corner, the salary cap elephant in the corner. And this is something that the Capitals have to resolve. They don't have any cap space. I mean, they do. They obviously do. That's not how it works. You have a little bit. But with the way that this team is set up and the last, I mean, currently, if, if according to Cap Friendly, they have $72,000 in cap space. That's not enough for one player. To call someone up, yes, I think. I I honestly am not quite sure how all of that aspects works. It's a little tricky. I've actually been leading up, reading up a little bit more in terms of how long-term injured reserve works and that the trickiness regarding the rules there. It wasn't quite as I thought it was. Although in my head, it made way more sense the way they do it. I get it. It's just stupid. But that's still a lot of things these days. Anyways, Anthony Mantha. Uh, this is a guy that I would imagine if they could have traded him by now, they would have. And that there are no takers. He's in the last year of his deal. And I think the only way they're going to be able to get rid of Anthony, get rid of sounds really harsh. Like he's a human being. It's just not working out well for him here. And it seems like he's tried. He's lost weight over the summer to make himself faster. He's got, uh, he's given himself a lot of new opportunities to, or, or new opportunities to help him play better and get back to the hockey player. He was when he was in Detroit and where he was putting the puck in the net and putting up points. And it's just not working out for whatever reason. 
My hope is that they have the opportunity to move him on. It's likely a salary cap dump. It's which means they're not getting anything in return. Maybe a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. It's also a possibility that you move him with a prospect or a higher pick just to get him off the books, which sucks because you don't want to lose those pieces, but you might have to. Although there's one other thing I just thought of, but I'll come to that in a minute because it comes with some other interesting news that came out. But Anthony Mantha is a guy that this team needs to free up salary cap space. He's scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent in the offseason, so maybe there's a possibility that a team will take him on. Kind of like how the Caps have moved out like uh, Ponick before, like different players where they're like, okay, we're going to trade you this guy, but you have to take the second dude as well as part of the trade for us to agree to it. And so like maybe Mantha is the second piece of a trade to get his salary off the book. So we'll see what happens there. But going back to potential trade opportunities, there apparently are some teams interested in trading for Nick Dowd, which if I'm the Capitals, I'm not answering the phone just now, unless they're like, hey, we want Dowd and we'll take Mantha off your hands and we'll give you this fourth line center in return. In that case, I'm like, well, all right, I'll hear you out. But right now, I'm not interested in moving Nick Dowd. If it comes to it that the Caps start pretty slow out of the gate, you know, they're towards the bottom of the division, bottom of the conference, or bottom of the league, end of the month, getting into the middle of November, and you're looking at, you know, okay, we got a problem here. We need to shake things up. It's probably not just Carver. At that point, you go, look, we have an opportunity. Teams are interested in Nick Dowd. He's a great player to, to bring in. For he's only got you know, he's got another year in his deal, but it's only 1.3 million. He's a great player to have for a, a playoff push uh, for a team, kind of like they did with Garnett Hathaway last year. Do you say, hey, we'll give you Nick Dowd, but you're taking Mantha with you? Then you free up that cap space and give you an opportunity to do something else to try and turn your season around. Still pr- relatively early on. If we're getting to the trade deadline, and this team is not making the playoffs. I'm sorry, but Nick Dowd's going to be traded. The guy turns 34. At the end of May, this team needs to get younger. It would make a lot of sense if they're not making the playoffs. Now, if they are, look like they're making the playoffs or they're fighting for the playoffs, Dow's not going anywhere. That's just reality. Because you need a guy like Nick Dowd to get you on that playoff run. You need a guy who is a grinder, a guy who is a good in the center spot, and a guy who can play well in that fourth line going up as an energy line to an extent against other teams. Like you need him on your roster if you're a team that's trying to make the playoffs, and that's why other teams are interested in him. So right now, no, not a chance unless you're giving me a different fourth line center in return and you're taking Mantha with you, which I don't see any other teams doing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's look at the defense for a moment. According to the lines that they've been running in practice, we've got Rasmus Sandin and John Carlson. Love it. You've got the best defenseman they've got right now in Carlson and likely their best defenseman for a long time whenever it is that Carlson decides to hang them up. But you've got... In, they're actually 10 years apart. Oh, their birthdays aren't near each other. That would have been fun. Carlson's 33, turns 34 at the beginning of January, relative beginning of January, beginning of the middle of January. Sandine it turns 24 at the beginning of March. And so Sandine's going to be with the team for a long time. Uh, love what he brings to the table. He is in for a nice bump. He's scheduled to be a restricted free agent, so he is going to get a fair amount of money when his contract is up after the season. So this is a good pairing. We saw that Carberry likes to kind of have the lefties and the righties. It'll be interesting to see if he shifts things around as we go um, forward in the season. But for right now, we're looking at Sandine Carlson in the first line. We've got Lucas Johansson and Nick Jensen on the second line. I am very curious as to what this means when Edmondson comes back in terms of just Johansson getting moved out of the lineup as someone else. So I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen there in terms of his minutes. Or has Edmondson become the seventh defenseman? Which then brings up a question of what do you do with Alex Alexiev, who right now is the odd man out. He is the seventh defenseman with Martin Favari and Trevor Van Riemsdyk as your third pairing, which I'd say is a pretty solid defensive unit right there. I think Johansson's the big question mark just because we he hasn't had a full run in the NHL. He's had, what, maybe what, he played a couple of games last season, one game last season, something like that. So we still don't know what we've got in him and what he's going to do, but you put him with a veteran like Nick Jensen, who I'm sure learned a ton playing with Zidane Chara that one season. And so I think that's a good idea and a good pairing. And you got Martin Favari, who is a, you know, he's a really good defenseman. This is, this is a, a group that is going to play well together. And I'm, I'm excited to see the defense. I think, you know, it's the thing that they struggled a little bit with during the uh, preseason, but I think that's something that, that familiarity of them all playing well together. I mean, remember, Sandine came in the trade deadline, but Carlson was out for a lot of last season. So they didn't really have much opportunities to play together. Johansson and Jensen probably haven't played much together at all. And then Favarian and Van Riemsdyk, they probably had some opportunities last year, but it's a new unit. It's a new system. It's a new head coach. And so we'll see what happens with these guys playing together. Do we even need to talk about the goalies? I mean, at this point, we kind of know what we're getting. Darcy Kemper's your number one. Charlie Lindgren's your number two. It's a nice pairing with these guys. You know what you're getting in both of them. Lingering can step up as we saw. He'll step in and play really well in the event that if Kemper's out for a game or a few. And uh, Kemper is a number one goalie in the NHL. 
you know, we'll see what happens with a new system and a new defense. He's another guy that does he become, if this team is out of it at the trade deadline, does he become a trade chip? Sure. If there's a team that's like, you know what? I mean, he, the problem with that is that he's got three more years on his deal at $5.25 million a year. So some of these trades, you know, the caps have to, well, they retain some salary and that's, you know, that's a, that's a future potential problem, but you've got opportunities to do things here. The interesting part with this lineup is the omissions in on defense with Joel Edmonston and forwards with Max Pacioretty. And so we'll see what happens once those guys come back. You know, Pacioretty looks like probably out for a bit longer. He's on long-term injury reserve. Edmondson's just on injury reserve, so they're not expecting him to miss to miss too much time. So we're kind of see what's going to happen with those guys there when they come back and what this lineup looks like. But for a team that I would say most prognosticators, most experts in air quotes are, are not, they're not giving the caps a chance to make the playoffs. I think it was on the athletic. It was like 0%, which 0% is a pretty freaking finite number. Like it's not happening is what they're saying. But I think some of that is just because no one knows what to expect from this team. There are too many question marks to say yes or no. These, this is what's going to happen with this team. You've got question marks in McMichael. You've got the first line. You don't know if Oshie's going to be able to play a full season. You really don't know how Backstrom's, even though he says he feels great, you don't really know what's going to happen to him and if he's going to make it, you know, be able to play an 82-game season. You don't know, like I said, what you're going to get from McMichael. We don't really know much about the third line with Milano, Stroman, Protus, and those guys have produced to an extent last season. And the fourth line of Mallinson, Dowd, and then Mantha slash Phillips is just a gigantic question mark. And I know I was kind of hyping all these lines up before, but I'm a Caps fan, so of course I am. But in reality of the NHL, we don't really know. Is this a team that can make the playoffs? On paper, yeah. I'd say so. But they're in a really tough division. Carolina's a favorite to not only win the division, but win the cup. Devils are right up there. Rangers got LaViolette looking like they could be pretty dangerous. Everybody's always going to give Pittsburgh a chance, even though they're basically in the same boat that the Caps are in right now. The Penguins are also a very old team on average. The Islanders, it could be hit or miss. We'll kind of see what happens with Lane Lambert and the team, the team on Long Island. Columbus and Philadelphia are probably not making the playoffs. Flyers are in complete rebuild in Columbus's Columbus. So... I think right now, if the Caps are going to make the playoffs, they're going to be surprising a lot of people. And I think a lot of the reason that people are not giving them a chance is because there's just so many question marks. But you know what? I hope they're an amazing surprise. And I hope people are going, whoa, look at Washington. And I kind of like it. I like that there's not this big hype around that because it takes the pressure off the players. The only person that's getting hyped up right now is is Ovechkin. And his his push to to surpass Gretzky as the greatest goal scorer of all time. And so... That will be the thing that everybody's going to be focusing on every time he scores a goal, which I think gives the rest of the players less less eyes on them, less focus, less media, which gives them a chance to just play hockey. And I think that's the best thing for this team. There are a couple names we haven't mentioned, guys who are not on this roster, in Ivan Miroshnichenko and Hardy Hammond-Actel. They both are in Hershey. 
I one of my projections for the season was that Miroslav was going to make the roster, so I would like to apologize to him personally for being the kiss of death in terms of him not making the team. As anyone who has listened to this show in the past, you will know that I usually get things wrong, which is why I don't do projections for the Capitals when it comes to the playoffs, when they make the playoffs, because I'm usually wrong. I do, however, think this is a great opportunity for him to go down to Hershey, dominate the AHL, continue working on his game, get used to North America, get used to North American ice, and would not be at all shocked to see him with the Capitals at some point this season, be it for a cup of coffee, a little bit longer run. But I think this is a guy who is going to be a big part of this organization going forward. And I see no problems with him starting in the minor leagues. Hardy, Ham, and Actel gives them a great depth defenseman that they can have in Hershey and bring him up should they need another guy. He's also, is he potentially a trade chip? I don't know. That's an opportunity if they have an opening that they want to move somebody into or bring someone in. So I think they've got some great opportunities here in terms of both these guys playing in Hershey. I think it's great opportunities for them. I hope that um, Actel stays in North America but, you know, I hope it's not one of those situations where a guy came over and doesn't work out and he goes back to Sweden because I think he does have the skills to play in the NHL, just may not be on this particular team. So we'll see what kind of happens there. Then again, I kind of said that about Lucas Johansson, and then he's now made the opening night roster. So that must mean that Hammond Ekdahl is going to make the team at some point during this regular season. But, yeah, it, it, cap season is coming up. We've got uh, a couple of games, a couple of good, uh, exciting games to look at as we go forward. we got Pittsburgh on Friday the 13th. That's ominous. That game will be on ESPN Plus or Hulu. It is not going to be on Monumental Sports Network. Can we talk about Monumental Sports Network for a second, though? I guess we're going to have to because I'm the only one here. I feel like this app that they've created is hit or miss. And it's even weirder on, like, I use a Fire Stick. I feel like there's a bit of work to be done when it comes to the Monumental Sports Network apps. I remember during the preseason, the first preseason game, the freaking thing wouldn't even load. It's kind of hit or miss. I do like, and I don't think NBC Sports Washington had this before, but I do like when you're watching on a phone or an iPad, you can minimize it. So if you want to open something else, like Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever, you can, or safari google chrome the internet uh you can you can still kind of watch the game up in the smaller screen i do like that they have that but i think some more work still needs to be done on this app and i imagine there still is, is work being done and things to be done but anyways you will not be able to watch the caps with lachlan or beninati on friday against pittsburgh they will be getting their first games of the season against calgary on monday the 16th of october before the caps head to ottawa on Wednesday the 18th. That will also be on Monumental Sports Network. That's at 7 p.m. So uh, Friday's game is at 7.30. That's different. The other two games will be at 7 o'clock, but that is the upcoming games to keep an eye on for the Capitals. Now, this is a bit of a shorter show given on by myself. There's no real back and forth or Brandon and I spending about a third of the show going off on random tangents, which are usually my fault because I tend to make them happen. But there's a little bit of NHL news I do want to touch on. During a normal show, we go um, down on the farm. We'll do those as soon as the Bears and South Carolina Stingrays start getting back into action. We go around the NHL, but uh, some some sad NHL news a little bit. Um, 
that came out recently in that Barry Melrose will be retiring due to a diagnosis of Parkinson's. He wants to spend more time with his family. Barry Melrose is a hockey legend uh, in broadcasting and, and, and everything that he's done. You know, when you think of NHL, NHL tonight, Barry Melrose is the guy. And I, I really am hoping he gets to spend the time with his family that he wants. Um, so congratulations to him on an outstanding career. Uh, and, and was very sorry to hear about that diagnosis. So, yeah, that is the show this week. If, hey, if you have enjoyed my rambling, if you have enjoyed hearing me talk, if you want to hear more about What the Puck, go ahead and check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash whatthepuckpod. It's where we post when new shows are coming out related to the Washington Capitals. We post news about the Hershey Bears, South Carolina Stingrays, the Hershey Cubs. The Even though they have no affiliation with the Caps, like directly, but they're owned by Bruce Boudreaux, former Capitals coach, and they're in Hershey. So, of course, we're going to talk about them. We also talk about things going on around the NHL. We'll post news there. That's Facebook.com slash WhatThePuckPod. Hey, you can also follow the show on at Twitter. I'm not calling it by the other stupid name. I uh, follow on Twitter at what is our Twitter handle? I don't even know. I believe that's also WhatThePuckPod. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan, talking all kinds of Capitals-related things, talking about Arsenal Football Club, the Buffalo Bills, and their pathetic display in London. But at least Arsenal did not have that pathetic display defeating Manchester City 1-0. Sorry, 1-0. We are talking about European football. Also talking about the Washington Commanders and other local teams as well as all the other European football teams that I support and follow. You can also follow Brandon at Brando Cash on Twitter. Uh, it's a great follow for all things related to the Capitals, the Orioles, and he's got a pack up uh, a podcast. That's not a thing. A podcast called The Caw about the Baltimore Ravens. We are also, you can find us on all of the locations that you may listen. I think all the locations you can find a podcast. If there's one new one, I probably don't know about it. That's usually more of a Brandon thing. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and uh, there's other ones that he knows about that I don't. But hey, you can also find us on the Fans First Sports Network. These are some new guys that we're hanging out with, getting the show out there, some new ways we've uh, hooked up with them. You can find them on Twitter at Fans First SN. Now, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and subscribe. It gets our name kind of moving up. But also, if you could do us a favor and tell a friend, tell them about the show. Say, hey, I enjoy Capitals Hockey. I listen to the show called What the Puck. You should give it a shot. See if you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode recapping the first few games and all that occurs between now and then. In the meantime, as Brandon likes to say, say it loud, say it proud. Let's go Caps! This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by DJ Wolfman. Voiceover by Sarah Jacks. For more information, go to brandocash.com.